Welcome to the IWIB Female Factor Podcast. For the month of March, we are celebrating the history of women during this month. And for that, we have remarkable guests that will share their stories and will share their wisdom with us. So welcome everyone to listening in. Today, we have Helene Renervik. She is the author of Hoping and Coping, How My Darling Little Son and I Broke Free of Cancer. Helene Renervik has written a moving account of how she and her nine-year-old son battled um, cancer um, of the bone and came out of the other side closer and more resilient. Helen, welcome to the IWIB Female Factor Podcast. Thank you, Tatiana. I'm so happy to be with you. And how lucky am I? You will be the first one. Thank you so much for doing this. Unplug, you know, but let's just uh, share your story. Can you please tell us a little bit about you and who are you? Where were you born? Let me start. I was born and brought up in Sweden until I was 16 years old. And then my journey started to Denmark. I went to high school in Denmark and then I had to start to speak in English. That was big change, you know, coming from a Swedish school, then learning English. Then from there, I ventured on to London where I studied and I became an interior architect. And I met my first husband and we moved a little bit to the US for about six months. Then I was really homesick and we returned to Stockholm and we stayed here for one year. I was still very young. I was only 21 and I became a mother to my first daughter and then after one and a half year we moved to the Middle East and that was 1989. So I stayed in the Middle East and around the area most of the time in the United Arab Emirates. First we lived in Abu Dhabi then I moved to Dubai and two years I was living also in Beirut. I learned so much living there and you know also the United Arab Emirates changed dramatically over these years and I didn't work in interior design I did that for a little bit and I started with an international company and I stayed with them for 15 years today in the corporate world for 15 years in the corporate world I, I loved what I did however most of the time we don't design our lives like we design everything else. Everything else is a process. Yeah. Roads, countries, the, but our life, we don't design. So, you know, I grew with this company and, and I really enjoyed it. But then all of a sudden, after 15 years, things happen in my life. And I stopped and I'm like, is this what I want to do? I, I didn't know. I had learned, I had done assessment and this, and where, where's my strength? Where is Helen's strength? I'm, I'm, I, I'm very passionate and I love being creative and all these things. Of course, I was working in the corporate world and I was seen a little bit more analytic because in the end, I was the country manager in the UAE, so I have to do analytical things. But that's not really what I wanted to do. So you don't leave after 15 years, but I did. What they did then for me, because, you know, not to go to a competitor. 
And, yeah. and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I got a coach, I got a career coach. Then I started digging a little bit deeper. You know, what am I going to do? And I thought, okay, I, I like, I love colors, textures, houses, and these things. So I thought that's what I would go, but I didn't want to throw away all the things I had learned in leadership and in key accounts and in, you know, all the other things that I had 15 years of being in a corporate, you learn so much. You know, you learn, I, I believe you learn much more applying all these things over the years because you, you get the wisdoms also during that time. You learn from, from, from failures. I mean, I don't call failures because whatever you learn is if you look at them and reflect, yeah. you know, that's going to be, you know, something you build on again. And I thought, okay, I will go back to to interior, not go back because I don't go back. I always go forward. I will go forward into interior. Again, that's not what I did. I went in as an ambassador for a Danish brand there that wanted, you know, then at least I could use my sales and my marketing and the interior. I did that for a year. Then I started exploring more into health and fitness because I'm passionate about that. So I started training again. I became a PT and in sport nutrition and in in exercise therapy because I had been on another side. My mother died from lung cancer. I was working for a cigarette company. So, you know, maybe that was a little bit of a guilt. Although I do believe we all choose and we should choose what is right and wrong for us. But for me, it was that a little bit guilt. Now, when I have worked with coaches myself, I know I went to health and fitness i had a i have still have a passion in that but also because that's something that is good but anything in too much is not good even you know exercising too much is not good either you just have to now i look at it differently so i worked in that for 5 years and i loved it i was in dubai and i you know i was training and working with a lot of female leaders there that you know maybe don't have time to go to the gym, but, you know, they have huge gyms at home. It's amazing, you know, I mean, they have. I can imagine the lifestyle there, yes. <laughs> we have to take a trip, you have to take us there. Absolutely, yeah. So then in 2015, so I'm a mother of four, two girls and two boys. But also what I knew during that time, you know, being a mother of four and working in a career job, I was so structured. I was so stressed. So I looked after my children, my children, my children, my husband, my work, and then me. I mean, Helen, she was last on the list. I, I, I don't recommend women to do that. We are so good at doing everything. But sometimes it's good just to step back because we also role model for our children. I role model for my daughters. They have a very, and told me now, we have to be as this. And, and I said, please don't follow that from me. Mm-hmm. Take a step back because I have learned. I have learned during this journey. I am not, I'm far from perfect. And, and being perfect is an illusion. I know that now. I mean, you know, perfection, no, be good enough. It took me until I was 50 years old to say, I am enough. What I do is enough. So I have done a lot of self-work over the years. And now I know my own vision. And my vision of my life. Then it's easier to invite 
things that you say no, uh, yes to and things that you say no to. This is extremely important. When I work with people and they, you know, saying yes and no, you know, you have to make your yes very strong. And that means that you have to say no. But when did you learn that? That was after I came. I mean, of course, during the time, but I didn't implement it. Then I went and became a coach when I returned to Sweden. So returning to Sweden, 2015, I got a message that my son, my youngest son, Yusuf, he was nine at the moment. He had fallen in football practice, but that's something you do. Oh, he had probably broken his leg. Well, we took him to the hospital and he had broken his leg and he was in a cast for three weeks. Again, well, after that, I, I, it, life was very hard for me that he had broken his legs because of school and this and whatever. I was really, you know, stressing about that then, you know, how is he going to catch up with his homework and whatever. But then three weeks in, again, he fell. I mean, usually you don't hear that you break a broken leg, but he did. We went into the hospital this time. We were lucky that one doctor in the ER looked into to his x-rays a little bit more. And we were told to come in. And two days later, after they had done lots of, of um, tests on him, we got the news. We believe your son has got Ewan uh, sarcoma, they told us. And I'm like, Ewan sarcoma? What is Ewan sarcoma? It, it was something, you know, sarcoma, I know that's something that is kind of deadly. I said, what is that? That's a cancer. It's a type of cancer, but we don't know yet. That's why we recommend that you go home. And I'm like, home? <laughs> this is home for me. Where am I supposed to go? Of course, I'm Swedish, but so many things happen. And that's, I learned so much during that time. I don't feel sorry for myself or for my son. I processed and I learned so much during that time. And during that year, you know, so that's what I have written the book. You know, I, I didn't know I was going to write a book. I knew I wanted to take down everything journey, during that time. As you were going through the did he have chemo? I don't remember from the book. Yeah. He had that, right? So it was during during the chemotherapies that you were writing the book, or how the idea of writing the book came. So after he finished, Yusuf, I will just tell because everyone is like, how is he today? Yusuf is today 15 I years old. Pictures. He's 15 years old, right? He just and it's just past five years now, this December. Two weeks ago, he had his last follow up with the doctors, which is a huge relief. It's a huge relief. I cannot Congrats. explain to you because has it been hard even during this past five years? Yes because I don't take my child, any of my children for granted. And especially not him because, you know, he's already been there. It could return back. And I always tell parents, don't take your children for granted. Enjoy them every day. Enjoy every moment. I have learned during that time to be very present. This book is even good now during Corona because this is an, a, it's unknown times. We don't know what will happen tomorrow. And that's actually the book. Yes, of course, it can be for parents who have, you know, children that are sick or for other adults that have cancer, but it doesn't just have to be. What I learned during that time is really to take 
care of each and every day. Look for the small things every day. I mean, you know, we get so caught up with so many other things. So we forget about living. We forget about every day because this day we have today, like you and I, it doesn't come back. So reflect often. And that's what I learned during that time. I didn't take notes. I didn't have time. I had not got the time. So what I did after he was finished with his treatment, he still needed my care. So I decided at that time, I don't want to return to health and fitness, which I had done before. I wanted to do something different. I didn't know. Okay, then I started looking here in Sweden to go and study again. And that's when I started studying to become a coach. And I went on to take you know for all year then to do the certification and all these things and it was during my coaching studies that I I had a coach during that time too and I told him that I think I want to write a book but I had no idea how do you write the book you so that's what I was studying Sweden and, and and left your 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 family basically your three kids in the Middle East right we were all, so they are all different ages. They are much older than, than Yusuf. So my oldest daughter, she had just got married. Everyone was in a big stage of their life. My daughter, Natalie, that is now in London, she was just graduating. The same day Yusuf went through his operation on his leg, he had to cut part of his leg off. She was graduating. That was traumatic for her. She said, how can I go and celebrate when my son when my brother is going to have his operation I managed I, I was the anchor of the whole family I managed because of I took care of that moment I said you go and celebrate her dad was then with her in London you go and celebrate this is an important moment for you and we can't know what is happening during that time. Meantime, Yusuf, you know, he could have died during that time, but I didn't even think about that during the time when he was going through this operation. I was so present. And because I, I, I reflected all the time, I actually learned. And in my subconscious mind, I, I, it was all there, but then to get it out, to write a book. That's when I took another coach in 2017. I hired a coach and- I read in Sweden, so you- No, no, she, she, I was in Sweden and she was in America because I was writing the book in English. Hmm. So she did process, and that's how I know when I'm a coach, I have actually been able to help others because I didn't really know, you know, how is this book going to come about? It took a life and on its own. I mean, you know, journey by yourself without your husband. How did you decide to just pull Joseph out? No. Of, you know. Yeah. So all the children, my my oldest son, who is today today twenty three, he was then finished um, high school there. He stayed there because you know we didn't really know how long time it would take. I thought I will go. To, we went to Germany first. We will go to Germany, he will have his uh, treatment, then we will return back. Yeah. But it doesn't happen like that. And then when we came and we thought that, okay, fine, we can't stay in Germany because I, I need to be somewhere where I can at least That's language. Home, basically, yeah. But, I, but all my family was outside, but I returned to Sweden, at least I could speak the language and the treatment here is fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, 
So we came here. I thought we would then return after Yusuf had finished his treatment. I didn't know that it would take, you know, he's lengthening his leg. I mean, he doesn't have his leg and he's still lengthening it, you know. So now we decided, so his dad, he went, he returned to Dubai after three months because somebody had to make the money. Right. We were also paying for it ourselves. We were not in the system of Sweden, you know. So these are things that you don't know when we live in a great country like Sweden. In other countries, they don't have that. Even in America, where they have, but they have to fund everything themselves. So we are very lucky here in Sweden to have all these things. Yes, and yeah. then as the years have gone by, now I think it's the time for me to be here in Sweden, for Yusuf to learn what is here, I mean, what his future is in the, in the you know, in the does future. Does he feel Swedish to or like a world citizen? How does he feel? Does he feel that he belongs to the... I, I do believe that... It's hard because, you know, my children are there now in all different, my oldest daughter is in Qatar and one daughter is in London and my oldest son, he's now working in Germany and we are here. So, you know, we are a, yeah, a family that is spread out. Family, literally, yeah. Mm. Okay, and then after the book came out, um, did Joseph read it? That, that's yes, not, no. no, he hasn't. He has not. Even, even, even my daughters, it's hard for them to read it. Mm -hmm. they, they are not ready. Of course, they have heard a lot of the story, but they have not sat down and read it. They have read the bits and pieces. But a not. mom going through, you know, one of a child's cancer. Is, is, mm -hmm. is, is they went through it too. Mm -hmm. They have had, you know, we have all gone through through it in a different way, not just the patient, everyone around them too, we, you know, we were split, but we are so strong, you know, we can use this connection, you know, being together, of course, it's not the same thing as being connected and in person, but I am very present with my children, we speak every day, I listen into them, sometimes they're like, mom, how did you know, um, I just let my intuition, that's what I have learned too. follow intuition, follow my and how this personal journey impacted your career? Um, it has impacted my career because I am able to be present. So I help people because we all go through so many different things. But in order to, so I help people design their life. I help them to reclaim or unbury their aspirations. I can't help everyone, but there are some people I can help that have that drive, but, you know, don't know, because I have been there. I don't have to put on, but I just listen, because mm -hmm. the unknown, we know that could be our total breakthrough. But can you share with us, why did you call yourself the mistress of buried treasures at Helen Consulting? Why the time? So again, that has come over the time. Um, has come up. Now we are almost up. So let me finish with this. I, I listen to people. I don't bring anything of my own things. I listen to them, how they say it, how, you know, I listen to the silence. I listen to the things that are in between their sentence. I ask them questions that sometimes can be really uncomfortable. 
but it's something that they find that pressure that they have inside of themselves. It's not my treasures, it's their treasures. I do know that people have treasures inside them. They might not have shared it. They might have forgotten it. They maybe didn't have time, but we all have that. And when we that, then, and when we step into that, that's when we can start to empower others. And imagine if we all do that, how our world will become then. When we all stand in our strength and we empower each other, we are happy for each other. We are not jealous of other we celebrate them that will be the ideal world that 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 will be really the ideal world it will make life so much easier at, at work at, you know your private life too so just to end helen um tell me what is that takeaway that we and the listeners can take by listening to you and 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 what is it that we can take away from from your story what do you think at least that, your own experience yeah uh, always create your own vision where you want to go. Have know where you want to go, because roads can be like this, or you open different doors and this. But know where you want to go. Know what you want to leave behind, because we're all going to leave. But what do you want to leave behind? Take time for yourself. Take time for yourself. Love yourself means that you can love others better. And know that you are enough. Whatever you do is enough. And, you know, we can start. We don't have to wait a year. We can start every day. Every day. That's really good advice. Uh, and just to finish, please share with us what is that female factor in your life or in your professional life that has stood with you who is that person that that woman friend or colleague that make a difference in your life oh there are there are so many I, I i do celebrate all women and they could be from any ages um i do my i lost my mother when i was 36 she has a huge impact in my life and i kind of because she cared so much for people uh, we are different, but she has a huge impact in my life that she stood up for what she believed in and she was herself, regardless how that looks. We just all have to be ourselves, be you. That's what she taught me. And what you do is enough. I didn't tell myself it was enough. She always said, if you do your best, that's the best enough you can do. What a great way to end this episode. Thank you so much, Helen. Thank you so thank much. You. And thank you, thank you for having me today. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at IWIB Podcast or at Tatiana Caldas Lottiger. And also you can subscribe in our website, www.iwib.online. Until next time. Bye-bye.